Hey, welcome to the Creative Career Starter Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Chris Lyons. In this podcast, we will have conversations with young creative professionals about the steps that they took to go from design school grad to successful employee at a creative firm. The goal is to energize and inform your job search with their tips and stories, maybe help you get your first creative job. So stick around. Let's get at it. Just a heads up, this podcast was recorded right before the world changed in mid-March. My guest and I will be discussing how big a role internship experiences can play in your job search. Right now, as you know, many internships have been canceled or delayed while the world is on pause, but the world will start moving again and internships will return and still be an incredible stepping stone to your first job. With that in mind, on today's podcast, I speak with Michaela Sansushi, a graphic designer at Cloud Health in Boston, about how she leveraged her multiple internships during college to build her resume and experiences and her bank account in pursuit of her first job. So have a listen. Hi, Michaela. Thank you so much for joining me on the Creative Career Starter Podcast. Absolutely. My pleasure. You have such a great story. I would love for you to share the ups and downs and the stresses and thrills of this crazy adventure that I got to witness firsthand with you. I have never seen anyone attack this process with more urgency than you. I would love for you to talk about well, a bunch of things, but if you could just start by telling us a little bit about your job. What are you, what are you doing these days? Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of always knew that I wanted to live in Boston so I could be near my family. And that was tough because in the creative world, you don't really see a whole lot of opportunity in Boston, more in the big cities like New York City and California. But I was lucky enough to be able to land a job here. So I'm an in-house designer at a company called Cloud Health by VMware. And we are a very big company. We got acquired for $500 million last year. And we work with companies like Amazon uh, Web Services, Google Cloud Platforms, and uh, Microsoft Azure. So we have over 7,000 customers. I can't really talk about them besides the ones that I listed off, which is kind of unfortunate because we have a lot of really cool, really big clients. So I'm an in-house designer there. I do everything from experiential booth graphics to t-shirt designs, collateral, web images, email images, all things print. So I get to do a lot of different things. So I'm the only in-house designer there besides one other person and she's a UX designer. So she handles most of the website design, although I do get exposure to that, which is nice. So I get to kind of sit in and give my two cents on that sort of thing. But it's really great to be able to work at a large company and have a hold on all the creative projects that I get to touch. And I get to work with like the CEO and it's, it's just a really great experience. It's really encouraging that you're actually doing graphic design. Oh, it is. Because <laughs> there's so much emphasis these days on experience design and product design. It's nice to hear that you are doing what you studied in college. Absolutely. Um, I was worried about that. And I think that's where some of my urgency came from. Being at any, any school and the culture around graphic design is it's tough to get started. But personally, I believe it's it's about the effort that you put in. And I came from a family of farmers, essentially, that had no connections with any design people or really, they still don't even know what I do. So having a relationship with Chris and building that has been amazing. And truly, the only reason why I've gotten this far is because of, of what you've taught me. So well, you had so much energy around this and such discipline around the number of internships you had, you had some great internships. Why don't you talk about those for a second? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the main reasons why I got the job that I did at CloudHealth um, was because of my first internship, actually, no, my second internship at the Article Group. So what I did there, I also was able to work with Amazon Web Services and Google Cloud Platform. And I think I put those projects in my portfolio and those aligned one-to-one with with what Cloud Health needs me to do. So if I hadn't had the internship, there's no doubt that I probably wouldn't be in the spot that I'm at. It's very important to make sure that you display the work that you did in the real world during your internships. So talk a little bit about your internships. Did any of them suggest that there might be um, an extended employment afterwards after your internship ended? Yeah. So I worked with the article group for a year um, and I worked with the Cause Collaborative. That was my very first internship and that was just, uh, I think, a three-month opportunity and both were great. So I also worked at Paychex. At that point, they didn't have me at the intern level. They hired me on as like a a part-time graphic designer Um, and there was opportunity there after graduation. They offered me essentially just 20 to 40 hours in Rochester, but that's kind of not where I wanted to be and Paychex is great. Um, it was a great experience, um, but there is a lot of pressure too. All right, so. let's talk about this process. You you had a pretty long list of places that you had in mind to work when you graduated. How many did you actually pursue? I did find that applying to the larger companies uh, like Mullen Lowe, IDEO, it, it just, there's so many people in that pool that it was challenging to find a way to stand out. I did apply. I didn't hear anything back. And uh, I also applied to larger companies like New Balance, Adidas. And I did end up getting an interview with New Balance, but it was it was challenging because I was still in school and they were looking for someone right away. But to that point, I think one of the, the most important things to do um, as a young designer is to apply early before the flood. So if you wait until, you know, your last year or right when you need a job. I think it's not too late. You you can still find something, but it's a lot easier if you have more flexibility with time. So I would say start as early as you can. Even for internships, it's important. For instance, my work is hiring right now for an intern that's starting in January. So apply early. Um, And that's kind of where I was able to get ahead is to just apply as early as possible. So a lot of people listening to this podcast will have graduated and are in the process of now beginning to look for work. So one of the things I, I, I stress is figuring out exactly what it is you do and then shipping your portfolio to demonstrate that. When you identified places, how much work did you have to do to shape your portfolio to speak to these companies? It is a lot of work. It took me weeks, maybe even months. It's an ongoing process too. Your portfolio is never... done. Even when you're 60 years old, you're still probably going to be updating and figuring out what you're doing. So the portfolio process is just an ongoing thing. So getting it to a point where you feel comfortable applying, you kind of just have to to buckle down and get the work done. My motto is just not to make excuses and just keep going. And and Chris will tell you the same thing. You got to stay motivated. And Chris definitely helps with that. So just, you know, bite down and lay off the excuses and just get it done. It, it's a lot of work. But I remember you, you changed the project midstream. You oh. changed the focus of the project midstream because you decided it wasn't really pointing in the direction you wanted your career to go in. Right. Yep. So my capstone project, um, I switched halfway through the semester, which is unheard of. It's just really not something that's preferred. It just I felt in my gut that it wasn't the project that I was supposed to be doing and it wasn't going to get me where I needed to go. So I did switch and you can always do that. Don't feel like you're locked down to one path. Um, it's good to focus on one 
just to get your foot in the door, but you're not locked into it forever. Uh, forever. For instance, I love packaging design. And that's the only thing essentially that I'm not doing at Cloud Health. But I'm still doing projects like that on the side. And you can always do that. So don't feel like you're you're nailed down to one specific path. Um, as long as you're producing great work, I think it'll all fall into place, especially with the help of someone like Chris who knows the specialty of creating a portfolio. Oh, you're sweet. I I want to I know if you can think back, and it's not that long ago, to the <laughs> to your interview process with, uh, with Cloud Health. How did you prepare for that? Yeah, um, so it was actually really strange. So I had an offer on the table to work at Colgate in New York City oh, as a right. packaging designer. Yeah. So I verbally accepted that. And then I had gotten a call literally the day that I verbally accepted that Cloud Health was interested in doing some interviews. And per Chris's uh, recommendation, I went through with the interviews. I did four online interviews, so video chats with a bunch of different people from the company. And it's kind of unheard of, but normally you would go in. Um, but all of my interviews were were on the computer. So I think that just goes to say, like, follow through with all the um, opportunities that you can. So it was preparing for it. I've always kind of gone into interviews just thinking about my work and not so much specific personality or some way that I should act. I kind of just always uh, be myself. And that's always kind of worked out for me. But being able to talk about your work and how it applies to what they're doing is essential. So you need to kind of market yourself and and so that they can see how you'll be at the company and, and how you can attribute to what they're doing. So that means you've got to know what it is they do, right? You have to have a pretty oh, good yeah. sense of what they do. Yeah, definitely know who you're talking to. You're going to need to go, you know, LinkedIn, sometimes Facebook, kind of just stalk the company that you're interviewing at and see what kind of work they're doing and try to, you know, try to figure out who the right people to meet there would be and maybe just show them how how interested you are and how you'd be a great asset to them. So when someone shows up to interview with you now, if if they're not enthusiastic and they don't really care about their work and sell it hard, how does that make you feel? Oh my gosh, I, I probably wouldn't even consider it, consider them to be anywhere near the level that they need to be because in every job that you're doing, you need to have that passion um, and you need to be really invested in what you're doing. And that's that's a big thing with graphic design. If, if you don't like it, you're, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong career. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're um, not going to win these things, are you? Yeah, you really need that passion and that drive and you need to put in the effort because no one else is going to do it for you. We'll be back to our conversation with Michaela in 30 seconds. Creative Career Starter Courses teach you strategies that strengthen your job search from building your network to making contact with the right person at the right place. Visit creativecareerstarter.com for more information on courses that will help you find a creative job. Now back to our conversation with Michaela Sansushi. So I don't mean to use the term desperation, but you really attacked the job search uh, process. I've seen some some of the people I've worked with are, are not quite as engaged in it, and I think there's a direct correlation between how engaged and energized you are about this and the success you have. And if that's the case, I am not one bit surprised that you got this great job in Boston. You were you were you had a desperation. Do you think that helped you? Did that hinder you? Talk about that a little bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I said, having you know a driven attitude is is just the most important thing um, because it's it's easy to get frustrated in graphic design and sort of give up on projects or just see really excellent work and think you know how am I going to get there? But it's it's 
you really got to stick with it. Financial issues kind of played a big part in that too, is I had loans and I need to make a living off of what I'm doing. So it's really important that you give it your all in this, in this field. And I think that was a, a major driver. I just, you know, wanted to be the best that I could. So that definitely played into the, the, the point of me getting a job and having offers. It's just, it's what you give, what you get. Yeah. This is not a game. Um, there's some urgency there. So when you interviewed with cloud health, how long after the interview did you have to wait before you got an offer from them? It was very quick. I did have the pressure of that Colgate offer. Mm -hmm. So I had to know, you know, you can tell companies too, that you have another offer and you can tell them the deadline that you have. Um, and they'll understand if they are really interested in you, they'll, they'll listen and they'll push the date if needed. I had needed to know by the end of the week. So they worked really hard to get me an offer before that, that last day. And they did. So it's with a sense of urgency. A lot of companies that are hiring a graphic designer desperately need the help. With that being said, though, some companies, when you're applying to the larger ones like Adidas and Procter & Gamble, oh my gosh, it took almost a month to hear back from them. Hmm. So it really depends on the size of the company that you're applying to. But if you're applying to a larger company, I wouldn't expect to hear from for at least a few weeks. It's tough. <laughs> it definitely is tough. So was there room for negotiation in these uh, salary discussions? Yeah, absolutely. So when I got that first offer, I believe I used that to kind of negotiate a salary with cloud health. And it's definitely a tough decision to have. The biggest issue that I ran into was how much do you want to get paid? Mm -hmm. That's the hardest question to answer because you don't want to lowball yourself. I sort of asked them what their price range was and they did end up getting an answer out of me. So, you know, I thought about what my worth was and looked at the industry standards and uh, luckily I, I came out even above what I was asking. So it was great. So talk a little bit about what comes with elevated compensation. Tell, tell me yeah. what the expectations are. So when you make more money, there's definitely a lot of pressure because when someone's paying you that, that kind of money, you, you need to do the job to the best of your ability. You can't slack off. You can't, you know, you can't be on Facebook all day. You got to bite down and, and do the best that you can. So it's just a lot of work. It's very stressful working with high priority clients and working with the CEO. And it's just a lot of work. So with money comes a lot of pressure, but mm -hmm. it's worth it. And I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth it. So now that you're a big shot, are you seeing young designers come in showing you their work? Um, so I haven't seen a whole lot. So like I said, I'm the only in-house designer. So we're looking into maybe taking on some interns um, in the next year. But I have had people come to me that are young illustrators and young designers asking me to take a look at their portfolio. So there's a lot of that happening uh, with connections. So Good. You're a, you're a very astute judge of talent. And one thing about you is you always improve the work of the people around you. And I think that's a gift. You'll be an excellent supervisor at some point. It'd be cool yeah, to see that's, that happen. that's the goal. <laughs> All right. So for sure. any advice for young designers starting this journey? Can you put yourself back in their shoes um, pre-job offer? Yeah, absolutely. So I know that, that you're probably freaking out and desperately trying to find a job, but know that if you stick with it and you, and you keep going and you keep applying, you'll get something. Um, I was applying for months before I got these jobs job offers and it you need to stick with it you're going to get discouraged you're going to be upset you're not going to hear back from places that you love but you just got to keep going um and even if you apply to one place and you get rejected keep signing up for the letters for, uh, letters follow up um with all the companies that you're 
you know, looking into and just keep going. I sat on LinkedIn for hours hitting apply on, on tons of companies. They're probably applied to like 50 to 100 and only heard back for maybe like 10. So just keep going and you'll find something. And I think if you can, you can take comfort in the process that it's not just click a button, you're, you're going to get a job. There's a real process to this. And I think the patience that, that allows you to make better decisions by identifying the kinds of places you'd like to work Exactly. Shaping, shaping your book to suit that. I think there's. it takes a little longer, but if you make it personal, I think there's mm-hmm. some comfort in that process. Definitely. And pay attention to the letters that you're writing and the impressions that you're making. And Chris does an excellent job of helping you with that as well. Really make yourself stand out. I can't thank you enough for joining me today <laughs> and providing all these words of encouragement for these young people about to start this ridiculous journey because it is <laughs> it is a roller coaster ride, isn't it? It really is. It really is. But you'll get through it. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Can't thank you Perfect. enough. Thank you. Many thanks to Michaela Sansushi for joining us today on the Creative Career Starter Podcast. Your job search right now may need a bit of fresh thinking, and I'm happy to work through the process with you. If you'd like a free 30-minute conversation with me to discuss how we might work together to get you positioned to be successful, send me an email to chris at creativecareerstarter.com. And let's set up a time to talk. Thanks for listening. See you next time.